0: You're listening to DK Mag Sessions, exclusive interview, writer, director, actor, Nicholas Tana,
1: producer, assistant director, Denise Acosta.
0: Good evening, good afternoon, good morning. This is Ken Artu's founder for DK Mag and you're listening to DK Mag Sessions. Joining me this afternoon is director Nicholas Tana and producer Denise Acosta. And we're gonna be discussing Hell's Kitty, which began as a series and now developed into a full feature film, which will release on the thirteenth of March on VOD via Wild Eye Releasing. Thank you, everyone, for your time.
2: Hi. Hey.
1: We we had a weird thing happen here, and it it, it kind of tripped me out. Um, and you're not gonna believe us because you don't have a camera on us and. Uh, and, of course, it, it's weird, but, but anyway, so we have this keyboard that we used in the movie, and I was kind of showing you earlier, um, and I have it turned on, it's sitting on my lap, and as you were talking, the the thing just made a meow, and uh, and I didn't touch it, and uh, and I'm like... And she looks at me like, what are you doing? I'm like, and she saw that I didn't touch it, Denise being, uh, you know, looking at me. And I'm like, oh, I don't know what's going on here. So it may happen again, which is really interesting. Um, <laughs> in lieu of hell's kitty and the spirit and everything, it's just, it's really wild. There's a lot of weird things that go around with Angel. She's a, she's definitely special. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Angel's the name of the keyboard.
1: Yeah, the uh, it has to be a new keyboard. I'm doing that now. That's not Angel, but but, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's 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 a it's weird. It's like a kids keyboard, you know, a kids cat keyboard. I,
0: uh, I think okay. they still make. It.
1: Yeah. So.
0: Oh, okay. I, I, you see, I was under impression it was something of a high tech, like a Yamaha Triton or something like that.
1: Uh, no. not
2: quite. It's like this yellow, orange <laughs> little cat
1: thing. Yeah, no, I would probably say more like um, uh, I don't know, some kind of Fisher Price or something, yeah. maybe. <laughs> <get that> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> we're not that high tech
0: here. <laughs> <laughs> well, not yet. Not yet. <laughs>
1: we're high and yeah. we we do the best we can with what we yeah. got, you know. But uh, but yeah, <laughs> we're, we're not a. Hollywood
0: studio. You're getting there. Uh, i like to start out our interviews by providing a moment for the interviewees, which is you guys, uh, a moment to provide an origin story, a little bit about yourself, your career, and leading up to the very interesting concept of Hell's Kitty. Uh, I'll begin with you, Nicholas, and then Denise, you could... uh, Proceed right after. Great.
2: Great. Hey. Yeah,
1: it's it's funny because we it's she's sort of Denise is sort of intertwined in a story, um, which started with me in Arizona. I took in an alley cat uh, who actually came to me, would show up on my porch uh at first it was like a gang of cats that would raid my garbage and uh every time i came, we went out to try to you know see them or stop them they would just run away hiss at me and like mount the fence and and stand like an army you know like <laughs> just trying to uh, keep me back and there was one that lingered while the others would scurry off when i kind of went forward and tried to talk to them and and that one was this white cat and uh who later became Hope and and Hope? Um, I took Hope in because she she was never let me get near her, but she there was something about her that she would linger a little bit, like she wanted to reach out. Up oh, there's the, there's the keyboard doing its thing again. Oh my God! <laughs> you see that? Are you taping <laughs> this? Okay. Anyway, that's the right. that the, this is very weird. Start videotaping this, please. Um, anyway, so we'll, we'll get to that later, but um, so Aunt Hope. Was uh, this cat that lingered and would show up on my porch? And I, at one point, Hope was um, on on her last leg. I mean, she she seemed like she was like really sick. She couldn't move, and I was afraid. And it was this was in Arizona, uh, and it was really hot. It was the summertime, and so I wound up like slowly like giving her a little water, a little food, trying to help. But she was still a feral, sort of a feral cat. And long story short, eventually this way she would she she obviously survived because she disappeared. She she. And then she'd come back and be a little more healthy and just start meowing. And I would bring some food out, but she wouldn't let me get too close. And eventually I got close enough, took her in as a, as a, you know, she became part of the family one and then she had kittens and angel was a part of that litter. Uh, angel being the cat in hell's kitty. She was the third cat of the litter. And the day she was born, I ran to the bank and came back and was so stressed because you know, I wanted to videotape it, and I was worried something would go wrong. It wasn't a vet there. I'm no doctor, but cats figure this stuff out. And Angel was born, and um I called the bank to let them know I left my bank card there, and they told me that um, we can't talk right now. We're being robbed.
0: <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> it's a
1: true story. Really crazy. I mean, no, the no, no. <laughs> bank in Arizona was robbed. um This was like a major bank too. I probably get in trouble if i say the name but I don't, know, I don't care whatever bank of america branch in tempe and um and i was like what the hell this is so weird and and so then um i uh she grew up and she, she was like the run of the litter and then started kind of bullying her other ki- um, kittens and and then eventually like i realized look i'm going to give those other cats away and keep angel and her mother and then uh, eventually, I moved to LA, and I separated with my girlfriend at the time. And she took Hope, and I took Angel. And then Angel um, became this cat I had that didn't like any other people in my life that got romantically involved. And then that's mm. where it entered Denise.
2: Yeah, I came in as a roommate, and I witnessed Angel scratching like all his girlfriends and friends even too. Um, and we thought it was really funny, and we're like, like "She has
1: a sick sense of humor." But anyway, you yeah.
2: <laughs> and um, and so we made a show out of that. We're like, let's put this cat on camera.
1: Yeah, it was really funny. Actually, the my cat from Hell show wanted Angel on there. Right. And we were we we said great, uh, you know, because we have this web show we're doing and, and, and it's getting kind of popular. Yeah, um, we like,
2: sure, could like, promote. I'll yeah, we could cross
1: promote. And they were like, no way, it's too similar. Yeah. And the producers were like, no, no, we want you on, but we can't talk about your show. And I was like, what? Then we don't want to be on your show. And they called us twice. They were going to pay us and everything. And yeah. we we, um, we refused to be on the show because it was like, this is our show. This is our own show. This is for real, you know? It's not just reality TV. It kind of crosses into, something else. And and so
2: what if they fixed her? I mean, it's part of her personality.
1: They would have right? never fixed her. He would have died. Yes. And then they would have tried to... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I got this keyboard on my lap, too, yeah, which we used, yeah, I think, yeah. during part of the production, maybe during the killer clown scene. Yeah. And it's just this kid keyboard. And every once in a while, it just starts making its own meows, and I am not touching it, I Although swear. you only see it in the web
2: series, You don't see it in the film.
1: That's true. We cut it out of the film, but... And that's the other cool thing about the movie. We we started as a web show, a comic book, and then a movie. And and we did a very unique way of putting it all together, as you probably have heard about. Um, It's like nothing anyone else has done.
0: Uh, Yeah, that's a very good way of putting it because Hell's Kitty, the film, definitely. It blends the right amount of comedy with uh, horror. And it's just a slap, I wouldn't call it slapstick, but it's just has has that humor that you can associate with real life situations.
1: Yeah. And there were some real life situations. I mean, remember, tell them about Lee Merriweather, uh, the Catwoman who was on set.
2: Well, Lee Merriweather, we were doing the scene with her, if if you've seen the film, Um, you know, Lee was sitting on one side of the couch, the cat was on another couch next to her. And uh, we started recording and we had in the scene, she's supposed to, you know, pet the cat and she goes to pet it and Angel just goes off on her (laughs) (laughs) and actually scratches her. But, you know, being the actress that she is, she continued with the scene and we didn't find out until the
1: end. Well, right? I found out. Yeah. I was I was looking at her in the scene. And if you watch me acting, that's not acting. That's me really being scared <laughs> that Lee <laughs> Maryweather got cut at first and feeling nervous about that. And then feeling like, should I stop? Should I call cut? And I'm like, no, this is she's acting. So I'm going to keep going. And then like, is she going to sue me? <laughs> and, uh, yeah. then like, and then my last thought is as I see her dabbing her finger with the comic book, which was my collector Catwoman comic for real, I'm like, she's ruined my comic. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, But it wasn't until later I realized, no, she didn't ruin it, she raised the value. This is exactly. it, it on my Catwoman comic, so I made her sign it. And we even have that on video. So, you know, one day maybe we'll auction that thing off.
0: (laughs) Not only do you have her signature, her autograph, you have her DNA on your comic book.
1: I have her DNA. I have her signature in blood.
0: (laughs) 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 You see, you won me over. I have a Spawn comic book signed by Todd McFarlane. I wish I had his DNA on it.
1: Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. He's great. Well, well, that that brings me to my next question. What were some of the uh, hilarious moments? Because uh, Hell's Kitty is the type of film that... you know horror is a genre that is taking v- very seriously uh you have the gore factor you have these social commentaries but for hell's kitty there's so much humor that you just sit back and you enjoy it so what were some of the mo- memorable moments aside for that one
1: god there's so
2: many Not huh? so many you know um the part that always cracks me up is the killer clown when she you know fights the killer clown i think that's just hilarious
1: <laughs> there it goes again. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the battery's dying or something. Yeah, <laughs> <definitely>. <laughs> this is it's so possessed. weird. Yeah, the cat is possessed. Maybe we have to mention one of the angel moments because I think this is angel communicating through the keyboard right now.
2: Um, you, they, we we
1: they should, should be doing a video podcast on this.
2: I mean, angel would scratch everybody on the crew, even though we would tell him, "Don't touch the cat."
1: Yeah. Mm. They wouldn't believe
2: it. They're like, oh, she looks so cute. You'd
1: hear someone scream from across the <laughs> hall, like Ah <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, that's In the amazing. middle of it.
1: Uh, you know, while we're doing we're working with other actors and then she kept she kept pulling Bill Oberst Junior's gloves off. We had double layers of gloves in the scene in The Because she kept scratching and, and pulling off the gloves. Yeah.
2: He um, gloves. He had to wear gloves. He
1: had to wear gloves, he would have got hurt and uh um and then and then oh, God, there was uh oh she she Ah, oh, okay during the exorcist spoof um there a lot of people don't n- notice it it's a lot of subtle references to other movies in hell's kitty and there's there's a pazooza statue you know the demon of in the poop it looks like a turd actually but it's actually a statue it's in, it's in the sand in the, in the litter box like the, it's discovered in the sand in the desert in the movie and like and so we have that in there and then when well, <laughs> you can't really control Angel. <laughs> She's the ultimate cat, you know. She's the ultimate prima donna. She does what she wants, and while well, the crew was setting up in there. She decided she was going to go in there and take a shit. <laughs> and, I, and I have to say, it was a shit from hell. But it touched <laughs> like it
2: the whole room. No, the whole room.
1: freaking room was so bad. People were complaining yeah. on set. People no. were like requiring masks. They were like, I'm sorry, we got to open the windows here. We had to clear the set. It was just, oh, it was wow. my poop from hell.
0: That's, <laughs> oh, wow. You see, that is what brings the spotlight to this film because it's so relatable. And the synopsis, of course, the cat is uh, pretty much cock blocking the owner from having a a. healthy sex life and that's so funny when i was watching the film because uh at that time uh my girlfriend but now she's my wife she had a cat and i uh, came into her life Oh man, that cat! But that cat, he will piss because he was so jealous. He will piss on my shoes. He will shit on my uh, my clothes. And they're like, no, 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 no! It's either you gotta go or I go, and I'm not going. You, 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 you're out of here. That's,
1: that's and, you
2: know we hear my... all these stories all the time, about totally parents, like just being these little
1: minions. yeah these little they, they're very they're very possessive in a lot of ways and they have their yeah. own first very strong personality strong. i think that's what we love about them too they're independent i mean the people that love dogs their yeah, dogs yeah. are cool but but dogs are ultra loyal and they're and they're a little needy you know like um they're like that that uh you know it's like that person that will just not go away it's almost like you know, dogs are always hashtag me too. And, you know, yeah. it's like, but like, but the cats are like, they're, they got their own independent, you know, their, their, their own personality, they do personality. their own thing. And you've got to cater to them. And it's at their discretion, whether, you know, uh, they want to be with you or not. And I think there's that independent nature is a very creative nature. That's, that's, that, that's, it's really, I think a lot of creative people tend to gravitate towards a uh, love of cats for that reason
0: yeah uh, of course and before we started the interview i was just explaining i grew up with dogs and i was allergic mm-hmm. to cats and now i have five cats and i'm <laughs> allergic to dogs now so it's just a whole reversal <laughs> and i wouldn't change it for the world because i agree cats have their own personalities and their behaviors and much like the the cat you described that entered your life uh our cats uh where alley cats, well, th- their parents were, and we picked up a couple of uh, from their litter, uh, the litter, the mo- the mother and father, and uh, here they are. We have the Brady Bunch over here.
1: <laughs> well, that's that's a good thing to do. I mean, since Angel came into my life, actually, since her mother did, and then of course Angel through through Hope, um, it's she's been she was the muse that started this whole thing, and now the movie in essence is a dedication to her um and and it's just amazing it's been a it's been an amazing adventure and an amazing journey and it's exciting to see her on the screen like that and to, she has her own fan base some um, someone created a facebook page for a fan <laughs> no. created a facebook i think it's Angel's Army yeah. you can find on facebook and it's just cool to see like people taking to her like that um we we of course love it so
0: <laughs> yeah it's 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 pretty cool and for the web series, this it originated as a web series. We're talking YouTube here. Uh, so, what was the decision to make this into a full feature film?
1: Yeah, actually, a lot of them are on on Vimeo now as well. Um, but we, um, the idea was, we we wanted to build this audience. Originally, we just kind of intended to do this web show, and then we wanted to see where it would go. And then, with the with the hopes of, you know, if if, if it worked out well, we'd figure out every way, shape, or form we can try to brand this to. Get, capture a, a wider audience, um, with the inevitable, the end result being we'd like to pitch it as a TV show, and that's what we're starting to do now. And uh, and even a musical. We're working on a musical number with a group um, out here to do a little mini musical tour. So so for us, it's just been this fun story that we want to manifest in many different ways and, and grow it out. And uh, and see where it leads. It, we we see that the apartment, Nick's apartment in the story, which is really my real apartment, which incidentally is really on Catalina Street. <laughs> um, like 1920s looking apartment. And, and I like the idea of it being a portal to all these other worlds, classic genres. And the movie itself is an homage to like every type of horror movie you've pretty much seen from the slasher flick to the found footage, to the ghost story, to the bloody Valentine's story. Um, like you've got almost every style and trope, um, even with zombies and killer clowns. So I, I, I love that element of it and I wanted to do that. And we've been very fortunate to be able to have a lot of people gravitate to this world because they see something special in it. And I just hope we continue to find special audiences that like this story as well. So,
0: yeah, especially cat lovers.
1: Especially, Especially cat lovers, we find <laughs> support like cat lovers
2: and horror, lovers. and
1: like horror fans yeah. that 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 you know that don't take themselves too seriously. You okay. know, not the ones that are like purists. It has to be this. You know, uh, <laughs> we 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 get the ones that um, can kind of think out of that box a little bit. You know, and see see uh, enjoy it for what it is, um, and look back as a sort of a um, what do you call those things? They used to have yearbooks, you know, <laughs> like a yearbook of horror, <laughs> you know, like. It's you go back and and you can see all these classics that inspired me. So.
0: Right. Yes, and it, you have a rich cast here of the who's who in the indie scene. Uh, this even Doug Jones is uh, is in the film as well, and many would recognize his work in mainstream as well as indie films. How, how was it to cut all these collective uh, talents? into your project uh, difficult was it uh, a lot of networking
1: it was extremely yeah, difficult, difficult. It, it was it was sort of because the way we did this movie is very very unique um no one's really quite done it like we've done it uh we've actually reskinned the web show into a feature movie and people don't realize that so um now it's you can't see the whole Movie Online, because we didn't release the last few episodes, which would basically be the last twenty minutes or so of the movie.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: basically, if you you like what you had seen online and were're already a fan of this niche kind of web show, you now have to see the movie to understand how it all ends. Um, if you just see the movie and that's how you've come to discover Hell's Kitty, you'll probably want to go back and watch the web show because there's a lot of people that got cut out. Connie Marie Brett Mirzelton from The People Under the Stairs is in it and she got cut out unfortunately.
2: A lot of scenes got cut out. A lot of scenes got cut out. So
1: you can go and watch that. A lot of
2: extras. Yeah.
1: yeah. And then we have a comic book. We have several. One that's that's sort of a a copy of what you you see in the movie, but then there's that's the graphic novel. But then because that was literally taken from still images from the show. Uh, the other one is an illustrated one by Michael Auschenker, who um, he did uh, Elgato, the mangler. He's an independent artist. He's, mm-hmm. he's worked on some mainstream stuff as well. But he he helped us do a story I wrote called Lost Angel in Los Angeles centered around Angel, the center, the cat, and the antagonist. And that basically fills in what happens to Angel when she disappears in the movie and in the web show for, for a few days um we, that's not explained in anything else but this comic book so if you want to really understand the full story of this world and you become a fan of this you'd need to have to read the comic watch the web show and see the movie so that was our and idea the game. and play the drinking game
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> in that uh-huh. circulating around but there's this <laughs> drinking game circulating around with hell's kitty um that started i think horror one of the one of the journalists, maybe from Horror Society, I can't remember where, but but mm-hmm. someone coined that said, this is how you watch Hell's Kitty, and he came up with this drinking game, and now there's this uh, infographic going around, and it's really fun. <laughs> and, and we were at the premiere, and some people brought in flasks, and we're getting drunk. Yeah. <laughs> it was really fun. Uh,
0: funny that you mentioned it because I have the press release... Uh, that explains that infographic. And there's also a music video too attached to this project.
1: Oh Yay. yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. That's Richard Albert, who's the composer of Hel- of most of the songs in the, the movie. Um, he worked with me on my prior film as well, Sticky. And Well, Richard Hales from Germany, very talented guy. He was a fan of the web show. And he actually became one of our original sound designers. So he did a lot of sound design work on the original um, web series. And that's how we started working together. And Chainsaw Kitty, I'm also a musician. <laughs> so I worked intimately with him on the, the theme song. I originally started that with someone else and then he recomposed and arranged it with me. And then um, and then he also worked with me on Chainsaw Kitty. I originally came up with this, the lyrics and, and, a, and a rough of the song, played the acoustic version, sent it over to him. He loved it. He kind of reproduced it. Um, and he actually sings and, and edited exactly. this music video, video, yeah, with our <laughs> with our editor from the movie, Gustavo Sampaio, who edited in all the um, movie takes into the music video. So now we have this song going around too, and music video for it called Chainsaw Kitty, which originally was intended for a scene with Lou Ferrigno, the Hulk,
2: yeah.
1: um, with Angel facing off, and he was going to play Detective Banner in place of Detective Pluto, who became, once Michael Berryman from The Hills of Eyes took the role as the detective. And in that scene as Detective Banner, which didn't actually make it into the film, um, or remanifested as Detective Pluto, um, he, the cat, Angel, was gonna attack the Hulk, basically, and her claws were gonna turn into chainsaws.
0: <laughs> oh my God.
1: <laughs> oh, like in a supernatural effect, and it was get that's hence the song Chainsaw Kitty, which we love so much, we still kept in the movie, and it appears during the closing credits as well as in Nick's ringtone throughout the uh, movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that's pretty cool. And this is a question for, um, for Denise. Um, I had a producer on the on one of our podcasts and I asked him the question, what exactly does producer entail? What are the job descriptions and what is the daily routine? So, he, he, you know, he kind of went around the question. So uh, from your point of view as producer on this film, what were some of the intricacies that you had to deal with for this film?
2: Um, That's, a funny question because I get asked that all the time. I'm like, what does a producer do? <laughs> <laughs> um, and it is a bit complicated because we do everything.
0: <laughs> that's what you <laughs> said.
2: <laughs> from conception and we make it happen. Is in its basic form. That's basically what we're doing, right? Um, and and so that's what I did. I, I you know he had the this idea, and I'm like, well, let's do it. Let's see the script. Let Um, you know, get a crew together. I can get a crew together. I can, you know, um, you know, um, have marketing, do the social media.
1: Change the litter uh, box.
2: Change the litter box. (laughs) 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 And, um... She's not uh, afraid to get dirty. (laughs) You know, work on costs and budgets and all of that. So... Um, so it's just all the little things that, you know, you don't think about, people don't think about it, that goes into a production. It's like
1: a glue. Yeah, you know, the yeah. The glue of a production. You know, I guess in the business world, you'd be like a project manager.
0: Right, exactly. Or in yeah. the work yeah. environment would be the office manager. So we get it. Right,
1: yeah. Yeah. But but you know we were all wearing different hats. I mean like yeah. many in many cases I was producing um, and executive producing, yes. and in other cases she was directing um, mm-hmm. because she uh, when I was acting and directing in Hell's Kitty, it was really challenging to wear both hats. So when I I jumped in as actor um, playing Nick, she would sit behind the camera and I'd make sure she was there for most of the takes to kind of make sh- to ensure that the performance was authentic mm-hmm. and looked good and. And so that, that was really helpful as well. So so yeah, she wore every hat. It was yeah. I even off. had
2: to do like costume design sometimes and figure out what the girls were wearing. You
1: know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, in fact, your costume became some of what Lisa
2: wore.
0: Uh, yeah, most
2: <laughs> of the costumes were my. Your clothes. My clothes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's a good way of keeping costs down in an indie production.
1: My red pajamas. Those were mine, actually. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
0: that's hilarious well that's very interesting and for the production uh we see that you guys started out as a web series so given that we have all this technology and the platforms are readily available uh for any regular filmmaker to start how important was it that now was the time to create this web series into a full feature film with you know, higher and more advanced technologies.
1: I think it's essential.
2: Yeah. I mean, I,
1: yeah. I, I think we wouldn't have been able to do it without doing it this way. Right. Um, without having a lot of money. And, right. and unfortunately right now in the current scene for entertainment film, indie filmmaking is going the way of music in in a lot of ways, it's just mm-hmm. the, the business model for the amount of money made on distribution, even worldwide doesn't support, the cost of making a quality movie Mm -hmm. it just doesn't and uh and so that's a struggle unless you've got investors that really just want to write off against earnings somewhere which is what's what's happening and um so so that's that's a super challenge and and unless you want to mortgage your house or you've got a lot of money laying around or you know you need some write-offs um there may be every once in a while a breakout project that, that that defies that, but it's sort of like winning the lottery ticket, you know? So, um, so that being said, if you want to make movies, uh, you know, and you need to figure out a way to do it, and you need to figure out a way to be economical about it. And so the way we did this was definitely not something I recommend for anyone who doesn't have a lot of discipline, uh, because it took us more than 20 times what it would have taken us yeah. if we had the budget. Like it, it literally took us from start to finish about six years yeah. to complete this yeah. project um, in the way we did it. And a regular movie, if I was financed, probably two, maybe three tops, but it's from start to finish with distribution and sales and everything. So, um, so, and it could be as little as one, you know? Mm-hmm. If, so, so this was definitely a challenge um, and we had to do it on weekends mostly. Uh, but the flip to that is it allowed us to get some pretty big names in the project because we could kowtow to their schedules, um, keep them on set for a very minimal amount of time, and, and that worked out in our favor. And then also, as we went, I didn't, I, uh, for every one person that agreed to do it, I probably had four people that couldn't do it for one reason or another. So um, I'm a pretty quick writer, so I was rewriting these scenes like within, sometimes I'd write three script versions in a day and be sending them out to three or four different managers. (laughs) And it was weird because I'd be really attached to a certain part. And then I'm like, oh, this is so perfect. This is even better than the other one. And then all of a sudden they would say no. And then I'm like, oh, shit, I can't take this. And I'd have to go write another scene. And. Um, and eventually it all actually everyone we got in it was perfect for the part
2: yeah, um, oh, yeah. and
1: so it was we almost like out. this has been guided on some destiny level mm-hmm. it, it was it, some fatalism here like it, it just it just all worked out for the best in the end
0: but, yeah, of uh, course but
1: it, it was really hard it's not like a <laughs> not yeah. some like easy little thing we pulled off and uh, there was a lot of process to it
0: uh, Yeah, that comes across a territory of creating film on the indie scene, you always have to adapt, uh, always changing uh, constantly. So it's just never, you know, it's easy for someone to sit on the couch and critique a film, but to have that process and to go through it is a totally different world.
1: Yeah, there's a delusion, there's a total delusion out there, especially amongst now that anyone could be a critic, you know, you basically set up a camera and you have a bedroom somewhere, you, you're, you're considered a critic if you have a, run a podcast or something um, and that's, you know, that's cool in a way where we're seeing a lot of different voices and fans are connecting with, with creators and vice versa. And I love that aspect of it. But the other side to it is, is a lot of people have a lot of opinions and they don't necessarily understand anything about filmmaking. They don't understand anything about the process. They don't have a good sense of the history and um, that's, it's not very rich. And so, you know, you were creators i like to look at comments and i'll look at people saying things and sometimes people get it and i'm like oh great you know it's like a real connection and and all artists do this stuff you wouldn't do this for the money believe me like that comes and it's great when it happens but but you do it because you want to connect right you want to connect with people you want to connect with society you want to connect with others through through creation and at least i think on many levels that's what artists are doing it for and this is an opportunity and we put a lot into it. And it's not to say, that, you know, it's not for everyone, that's for sure. But I, I think a lot of people, you, you see some comments, they look, it's like, oh, it's a gag with a cat in it. And thats it's more <laughs> than that. Um, right. And if that's all they're seeing, then maybe they're watching it while on their laptop or something or tweeting their friend <laughs> because there's a lot more to it. And and if you watch it more than once and you need to watch it more than once to see all the layers and things that we put in this and because we did this sequentially, but over a long period of time, I'm a stickler for story holes. So I actually literally went in to close up any possible story holes. And like, there, there's a reason. It's just, you probably missed it. So um, so I, uh, I, I'm, i uh, you know, any of these people that, have, that don't see it, I'd love to get on a live debate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, but, there's always a uh, Facebook Live and Instagram stories. Yeah,
1: we'll see movies. Exactly. I and breadth of knowledge of history and of movies, and I've been doing this for for quite yeah, a while I mean, myself.
2: Making movies is hard, period. It's hard, but then you're yeah. making indie movies. Yeah, even harder because now you're taking away a lot of the options because you don't have that money. You know, you don't have that 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 money to help you with certain you know things. Oh yeah,
1: we did you we know? did Hell's Kitty on what I probably a lot of film students do their short films on. Yeah. <laughs> You know, so, and not just that, we did a web show, a comic book series, and a movie, so, yeah. and produced the music. Yeah, so it's
2: definitely challenging, and I hope people can understand that, you know. Um, and appreciate and, it. And, and appreciate it. Yeah, we
1: want, yeah. We, we hope they appreciate it, because we all want to be loved. <laughs> we want to be pet. We
2: want to be pet.
1: Yeah. yeah. We don't have nine lives. This is it.
2: The only consensual uh, padding.
1: The only consensual padding, that's for sure.
0: (laughs) That is absolutely Uh, true. And in a way, uh, both of you are content uh, creators because since uh, Hell's Kitty began as a web series and most people right now are just creating content with their cell phones. I mean, the cell phones are so advanced now you could create a film or a web series on that and the price of equipment is so cheap that anybody could just create some awesome content and develop it so from your point of view what should aspiring filmmakers do uh, to follow in your guys success and footsteps?
1: Well, they shouldn't follow us, that's for yeah, sure. Don't. <laughs> because be, because, uh, yeah, don't. Uh, because Yeah, because you're a stalker. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll follow you back. <laughs> no. yeah, only only, only in Twitter is that a good thing. Like, yeah, in the I, horror I, world, that's creepy. So <laughs> but, but anyway, no, no, I, I think they shouldn't. Um, I think they have to find their own way of doing things. I think that's really, really for, first and foremost important. Wouldn't you say?
2: Oh, like, yeah. I mean, the, you know, people say, well, just do it. Well. It's easier said than done i mean it takes (laughs) takes a lot of preparation it takes a lot of perseverance like you really have to love it
1: you do but also (laughs) also i think i think it's okay to not show people your first few maybe four five six seven eight ten twenty things i don't know
0: (laughs) (laughs) twenty.
1: I'm just, I'm just saying only because we're saturated with content out there. Oh, and, and, and I think there's like this, yeah. we're, we're in a way devaluing it. Um, and it's, it's getting harder and harder for the cream to rise to the top. And so I think I think in a way, like, it's okay to do. I'm not saying that. I think you should put things Don't out. But, <laughs> but, but maybe, you know, keep a private link to your certain closer people and then develop your craft a little. And then once you get to a certain level, then start putting it out into the world um and get to a certain point um, i don't know that's just that's just my idea on it yeah it's,
2: it's hard because yes it's easier for everybody to do things uh, but that's the problem too it is easier for everybody to do things and because of that um you know we are in our last film, for example we were on newsweek we were on you know all these um we yeah. got so much publicity yeah. but yet you know most people have not heard of it Yeah. Because there's so much content out there.
1: So much content. Yeah. So
2: how are we supposed to make a living on this if uh, you've never heard of it? If my neighbor never heard of it? You know, it's very hard. So it's making it harder and harder for uh, filmmakers and independent, especially independent filmmakers who don't have the budget for like marketing and social media, you know? Yeah. We
1: got Um, the world only. There's a billion like documentaries on global warming. But we have the only documentary on a subject that touches us all. Masturbation.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: have you heard of it? It was in Newsweek, sold out its appearances in L.A., New York. Janine Garofalo stars in it. Um, it's about our love-hate with touching with ourselves, basically. It's sociopolitical, even screened at Harvard. It was in Newsweek, GQ. And I've run into people that haven't heard of it. Right. And that's kind of freaky to me. And it's still on Amazon. It's doing well for us, but... But we live in an era where, like, you can get like major media attention, even, and people won't know about what right. you're doing, and that's that's really scary as a creative, right. you know, that that looks to earn a living at this.
2: Yeah, um, so it's a double edged sword. Yes, uh, you know, more creators are coming out and creating, but yet, you know, we're not. It's not valued at that point. Yeah, at this point, cause blind cause, demand. We are. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and and, and mm-hmm. of course, there's gonna be uh, that um comment it's difficult, yeah, for Hell's Kitty because there's so many cat videos on YouTube. So stealing yeah. the spotlight. So that's that's a challenge right there.
2: Yeah. That's yeah. true.
0: That's true. true. Yeah.
1: But
2: But it's the only horror cat.
1: Yeah, it's a way it's a little <laughs> bit more layered than a cat. <laughs> a little more layered than than a cute video on your iPhone of I mean cat. what can you do with
2: grumpy <laughs> cats and film? I mean yeah. I mean, he, it, just, he just has a grumpy
1: face. That's it. And it was I, good for a meme, but making right. a whole movie out of that is yeah, pretty hard. Grumpy Cat
0: <laughs> doesn't have more horror icons in it than any other. <laughs> <show>. <laughs> well, look how amazing Grumpy Cat, and then all of a sudden now he's trademarked. You can't, you know, use it. They're getting paid right. off of this cat. They're getting paid lovely too. So it's just mind boggling. Oh yeah! Wow. You never know
1: why things catch on, and sometimes—well, I, I don't know why sometimes why you don't, things you don't catch know. on. It's yeah. you know, it's like the freak factor, the chaos factor. But but I do think that if you develop a story and and you you follow your heart in a way and understand um, something, if it appeals to you and maybe to some of your friends, there is an audience for it out there.
0: Of course
1: you know, storytelling started probably around the campfire with a bunch of cave people, like, you know, like, that's that's really at its core what it is. So if you find a way to entertain your friends and your family, um, then eventually you work to expand outside of that.
0: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And was there any moment, I mean, creating content for the web is, is just as challenging as creating a film. So, when you guys started this project for the web uh, were there any times that you said okay, we're not getting these hits, we're not getting the views, just, you know, it's trickling in, Uh, what was that mindset like, okay, should we keep on or uh, can we continue do we have this moment that is going to explode what was that stage of this process?
2: I don't think we were ever like sitting here going, come on, blah, blah, blah we we just went forward. I think we're both sort of stubborn in that we don't like to start something without finishing. Right. I, I don't like something out there without knowing somebody that somebody is going to say, you never finish this. You know, like that's uncomfortable to me. Uh, if I do something, I, I go all the way. Yeah. Um, and I think Nick is that way, too. Yeah. Uh, whether it's successful or not, you know, there's it'd some, be great. But- there's
1: something about... <laughs> Finishing what you start, it's your word is bond kind yeah. of thing that I, I respect a lot and and I feel like we live in a society that all the more is in love with the idea of something versus the process behind it and and the process behind it, not to be cliche, but the journey, um, not the destination, is the is often where we do the most learning and mm-hmm. and I like to learn. Um, so, so for me it, it, it was the excitement and, and the mystery of experiencing something and learning this process kept me going through it, despite whether we had a lot of views or didn't, you know, or whatever that, that comes and goes. And, uh, the rest, we just kept plowing through. And it's
2: fun saying I got this out there. Yeah, it is. Like that's pretty amazing.
1: It is. Yeah, not just talking about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And one of the highlights for Hell's Kitty is the use of practical effects. I love practical effects. Uh, favor that over CGI any, any day. And there was one scene in particular. Yeah. Yeah. I oh, was just, yeah. I was
1: just telling to Denise that we have to find the guy that did that. We were friends with him, and he's kind of fallen off the radar lately. But now that we're getting all this attention and no, more than one person. I think
2: he moved to another business because that was – it's.
1: It's a hard it's business. hard
2: business. People but, don't use practicals anymore. Yeah, uh, it's
0: tragic.
1: But, but it is it because is. he was great and he, he is great. Um, and Masayoshi um, is his Shikawa. name, Japanese. Mm-hmm. He's originally from Japan. He really, he, if it wasn't for him, I mean, Hell's Kitty wouldn't be what it is too. He's. The, I mean, not just him. There's a number of people that, that we owe um, gratitude to that were perfect. They were like the A-team that came in and did, did what they needed to make it special. And he's definitely one of them. Um, I mean, he always impressed me, literally scared me a few times. I, I mean, I opened my freezer and forgot he had a heart in there. <laughs> it wasn't real, but it looked real. Yeah. And I'm like, geez, you know, this is Jesus. Uh, he almost but, gave me a heart attack.
2: <laughs> but the, Even like YouTube was helpful because for that. Um, you know, we were like, how are you going to film your heart being ripped out of your chest? I'm like, oh, well, Google it. And there's a the video Yeah, on how to take Crazy. A of Crazy.
1: Yeah. So we we the um, thing that began on the net was helped by the net. It was yeah. it's, it's really organic. It was it was really interesting and the practicals were great. We love it and we're happy you appreciate that too. A number of people have noticed that and so Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm a big even that TV show Face Off. I always watch it because it's it's such an art, it's such a craft and to see it in in the films it's like okay, yes, let's keep this art going. I mean, CGI is yeah. good for touch-ups, but that does not replace that handcraft texture of prosthetics and blood gushing all over the place.
1: There's also yeah. a nostalgia to it that fits with the whole Grindhouse feel. I think of Hell's Kitty that really mm-hmm. it needed to be in there, um, regardless of what budget we had. So I think that
2: yeah, that because makes sense. the film is already kind of you know lighthearted, goofy. And I think if we didn't have those, it would have made it too goofy, you know, too...
1: Too bizarre, too yeah. Too bizarro.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, but the practical is like, oh, yeah, this is kind of cool.
1: Well, because unless you have a lot of money for CGI, it, it's nowhere near... It, I and mean, there are certain things, even with a lot of money, I yeah, think practicals look still, still look better. Like anything that oozes and and is gross, basically, is better with a practical. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And, and one scene in the film that really jumps out, I don't know if I should have felt aroused or scared. It was the bath, the bathtub scene uh, with oh, Nick. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I, I was iffy about that. I don't know. It, it was kind of sexy and horrifying at the same time.
1: That's funny. I think I felt <laughs> the same way in the tub. <laughs> <laughs> but, but there's all these, like, subtle things, too. Like, it was just weird that... Um, I, there were so many ways I wanted to go with that. But in general, mm-hmm. like, um, it was pretty funny because Denise would run around on set saying, you didn't listen to me, you know, like.
0: <laughs> being the producer and, that she is, of course. Right.
1: And yeah. I was like, oh, sorry. You know, like, I, I don't know. My head's all over the place. And so, so I had this, like, fear of, like, you didn't listen to me. And that's where the whole concept of, like, you didn't listen to me comes from. And I just imagine, like, being forced to listen where. Like, someone rips their ear off and shoves it in your mouth. (laughs) And I thought it was so gross. And, of course, it plays in later when he's not sure what's a nightmare and what's reality, and and, uh, Lisa's really decaying from this supernatural form of cat scratch fever, and she starts scratching her ear, and you're not sure if it's going to fall off or not. He freaks out, you know, as his throwback to his nightmare. And, um, you know, I I thought that really played well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It certainly did. Uh, and uh, nearing the end of our interview, but I just want to touch up uh, all, all horror films and in some contexts provide a social commentary in watching hills Kitty. Of course, we have the kitty aspect, but f- I kind of grasp that the social commentary was more leaning towards. Uh, s- sexual dysfunction or oppression in some way is that one of the uh commentaries that you're projecting onto the audience with this character
1: it's really funny you bring that up. Mm-hmm. and I think it's a subconscious connection. Yeah, that is I, I, that was this, that's very insightful and interesting in lieu of my other documentary film, my other film, which is a documentary. Um, I think there very well could be something like that. I can tell you, though, on a conscious level, that wasn't necessarily intended, so to speak. Um, what I did what I do appreciate about the film thematically is the, Sort of the curse blessing of, of inspiration with the with the writer and how his greatest blessing is also his curse is that that power of the imagination, um, but also like at the core of this story to me is the the nature of love
2: mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's
1: sort of mentioned in one of the characters. I don't want to spoil it, but where he, his love is a you know has many filled
2: with many filled
1: with many emotions and the line comes out hate is only one of them. Um, there's this double-edged sword to passion where if it goes too far, it can be an obsession. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and that's such dangerous. And, uh, but at the same time, you know, it's it's dangerous when it allows us to delude ourselves as to some of the negative aspects of a relationship or, um, the negative aspects of ourselves. But then at the same time, passion and love is the key to bringing us together and it's our inspiration, it's our muse you know, for what we create, whether you're a writer or whatever you are. so So I think the double-edged sort of love and, and at its heart, it's sort of a bloody Valentine' story you know <laughs> um, and uh, and I think that's the core of uh, of Hell's Kitty.
0: Very interesting, but that's that's very philosophical right there. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, we're well, not just jokers no. exactly was well, so deep
0: right there like, <laughs> we, we had this whole comedic moment during the whole interview it was like wow that was deep
1: <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> well that's what I like about it too and I, and I think both the documentary and this film um they, yeah, I
2: think that's the bigger message is don't take yourself too seriously. Yeah,
1: yeah. even in love. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> right? Like, because, you know, there's that, what's that story? Um, uh, Love should be easy, like candy or something for taking candy from a baby or something. There's like some song mm-hmm. or, or easy as one, two, three. I don't know. There's, there's like there's songs around love that where they yeah, say it, it's, it's easy. <laughs> there's some song about it. I'm, someone's going to probably chat in. But, but it's, but whereas like love, love should, it it shouldn't be that complicated on some level. We make it complicated through our neuroses and our obsessions and, um, our fears and lust and anxieties and all that. It kind of
2: ruins it, you
1: know, and the same can be go for appreciation of art or anything, you know, so, uh, So I do think that that there's a balance there. And if we had a little bit of that humor, even in how we deal with each other at this point in society, maybe we wouldn't be out of each other's throats so much.
0: (laughs) That's so true. And it's funny that you bring up music because 80 and I would say 90% of all the songs that are out now has to do with obsession uh, with or breakup in a relationship, which is like, okay, is there any other topic to talk about? It's, It's mind boggling.
1: Well, there is a Chainsaw Kitty song going around.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, good plug. That was a good plug right there.
2: And
0: talking about plugs, um, um, this is an open platform right now. So please do share uh, each of you to have the time to share your um, social networking platforms, and of course, where we could find Hell's Kitty, and what platforms?
1: Well, I know that you're that this is a very easily distracted world, with filled with too much stuff, right? So I'm gonna keep it real simple for everyone. If you go, if you go to hellskitty.com, dot com, basically the name of the movie dot com. Uh, you will find we will update that our wonderful web designer is going to keep that keep us abreast on every new platform where it's available. So if you go through that web page, you you'll be able to find the links. But and click it will through. be
2: out March thirteenth on VOD and DVD, um, and that's only a few weeks away.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking Amazon. But yeah, you can of go it, to Comcast, but hellskitty.com. Keep it simple, guys. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, th- that was very simple. Uh, any any plugs for social media? Or what are your preferred platforms?
2: Um, no, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter.
1: We're on all those. Not
2: on Snapchat yet, but
1: yeah.
2: um, maybe that one will be next.
1: <laughs> I, I, I use my name, Nicholas Tana. I'm pretty easy to find. Unfortunately, there's no other one out there with that spelling of my name yeah and uh a
2: little more complicated i'm yeah. um, at foxility if you can spell it good luck <laughs> 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 I, I i'll definitely
0: ah. be able to find that one two three
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll see it's a challenge <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh great uh thank you guys and um <clears throat> Best of luck to your future projects that are, you know, that you have in the works, and congratulations on developing this web content into a f- full feature production, which is a challenge in itself. And congratulations on that. Thank,
2: Thank you so you much, and thanks for having us.
0: Yeah, thanks for the interview. We'll yeah. be looking for it. We'll promote
1: it out yeah, when we definitely. get it. So to yes. all our peeps and the cats too.
0: <laughs> <And> the cat, <laughs> What, what <laughs> happened to the keyboard? It, it died. How do you?
1: Oh, Oh, you know what? what? I had to shut it off because Angel kept playing it, but we could go out with a little, uh,
0: with a little musical interlude.
2: (laughs) 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 It's
1: funny because part of the theme song I actually originally composed with this little little keyboard, bizarrely enough. And of course, now that I'm on the spot, I won't remember how I did it, but
2: the pressure.